Hi, everybody. This is Patty Negri. Welcome to the Witching Hour. I have a great guest for you today, the one, the only, Daniel Class, paranormal investigator, owner of the haunted Hillsdale House, and star and executive producer of Ghost Finders on Paraflix, and a million other things. But before I introduce him, where's Patty? I know, because... As you know, if I don't look it up to tell you, then I just don't know. I sit around going in circles um, where I am. If you are listening to this, the first week when we first drop, which is the week of Monday, July 18th, 2022, I'm still in town for one more week. I am here. The reason I am here is because it's all been about the Wiener Nationals, which is here in town. Um since I am taping this a couple days before, we just did the Wiener Nationals, and I don't know how she did. But in our Willow Report, we'll talk about that a little tiny bit. But if you are in town, there's lots of things you could do with me this week, um, other than not go to the races. On Tuesday, I am doing a how to do a seance class. We are going to lift the veil a little bit for all of you out there. And I know there's a lot of mediums listening and a lot of people who like to work on the other side or people who do paranormal investigations. I'm going to give you some nice, uh, ethical, good, easy, safe ways to kind of lift the veil and close the veil. So that is Tuesday at my school at University Magicus. Go to universitymagicus.com. Um, and I'd love to see you in one of our little Zoom squares. That's Tuesday evening. Now, on Sunday the 24th, I am doing one of those seances. Actually, this one is through Victor Wind at the Last Tuesday Society out of the UK. So it's going to be in the daytime if you're in the US, which are kind of fun. I have blackout Kevins. Um, but if you're interested in coming to a seance, we keep it pretty limited. We keep it beautiful. So everybody who wants to gets a chance to ask for a deceased loved one or so. I can't always guarantee they come, but we have a pretty good track record. So that is Sunday. And for that, you would go to the last Tuesday Society. I'm going to be posting that on my website or I already have, and I'd love to see you there as well. Next week, I will be in Texas. So join us. We are doing the old something or other with Natalie Jones, with Haley, the paranormal princess, with moon girl, Sarah Garcia, with my friend, Christy Grissom, fellow vampire, witch, magical girl, investigator all around. So this is our first time we've gathered together as a bunch of investigators. So girls party and boys are invited. We have just a few tickets left. So again, check my website, um, check Paraflix information in Texas. And then next month is the big Michigan Paracon, and that's a really good one. Everybody comes. I'm going to be doing a big gallery. Chip Coffee is going to be doing a big gallery. Um, it's, it's the fun, really big one. We're at this beautiful Indian casino way up in Sault Ste. Marie, almost Canada. And um, if you're in that area or want to be, join us there. It's really, really fun. Guess what time it is? Yep, it is time for the sleepy, sleepy Willow Report. As usual, I just got her off her little dachshund bed sitting at my feet. And if she looks extra tired today, it's because she's been working out really, really hard. She has been in training and training for the Wiener Nationals, which she just did. But unfortunately, we are actually taping this a day before the Wiener Nationals. So we don't know if she won or not. 
I'm not going to make any predictions because I'm really not a prediction psychic. And where I just knew she was going to be the winner wiener of the world, I might post a little clips here to show you that she has one little issue that she's not doing so good. She gets halfway and then she turns around and goes back to the beginning. Pretty much every time. Willow, when you start racing forward, you have to go all the way to the finish line. There's the obligatory lawn. Yes. And she's done it on CBS. She did it on KTLA Morning News. Um, it's a thing. She's fast. She is so fast. She loves to run. She runs straight and she gets halfway or three quarters of the way or two thirds of the way. And she stops and she turns around. Now, there may be some method to her madness because speaking for KTLA, she got all the airtime over all the other pups. She got more airtime than the pups that won. She got more airtime than the pups that were even interviewed because one rode a skateboard because she went the wrong way. Wrong way, Willow. She's a Willow. She's a winner. She's a wiener. And she goes the wrong way. Willow, look at the camera just once. We don't know. Did you win yesterday? Did you win this week? We'll see. We are getting ready. She is... She's fast and she has fun. And that's all we really care about. And when we do get to the real horse track, it's a real racetrack. There's like a billion screaming people in this fan and it smells like horses everywhere. And she's never seen horses until this. So she might get a little distracted. <clears throat> but right now, all she wants to do is take a nap. So I guess I'll put her back to bed. But next week, I will tell you how she did yesterday. And no matter what, she's a winner. Even if she came in last, she's a winner wiener. Because it's just about having fun. Or as they say, it's all about the journey, not the destination, right? That's oh, that's the Willow Report once. Just look in the camera. Just look in the camera, baby girl. No, nothing to do with it. Are you a racer? Are you a winner? You're sleepy. All right. Night, night. <laughs> Let's do some magic, shall we? Okay. It is summer, and I know I talk about money a lot, but everybody talks about money a lot, and everybody seems to need more money or need more stuff. And sometimes we just need a reminder, even if it's something I already talked about. So let's talk about summer money. What money, because it's summer, and it's summer pretty much everywhere we are, there, everybody listening. So summer is a time to get outdoors. Get outdoors is really good for you, even for your for your balance. And when you're balanced, you're better with your money. When you're balanced, you're better grounded with earth. And when you're grounded, then you're better with your money. Everything goes in circles and circles and circles. So many of you know, um, and if you don't look it up, you could look it up. My money dollar spell, been doing it for a long, long time. And I've had hundreds and thousands of people going, oh my God, I burned the dollar and I got a new car. I got a house, I got a raise, I got whatever. It works. It will cost you one dollar and maybe a federal, maybe maybe a federal offense. <laughs> but if you don't feel comfortable burning that dollar bill, burn play money. But the real one works better. And I promise, I promise, you won't get in trouble. Just don't tell the government you want your dollar back if you burned it up. That is on my website at pattynegri.com. You can get there on my YouTube page, which you can get to from my website. I also talk about create yourself a leprechaun money pot. Uh, Put an envelope somewhere that money just grows, roll around in it. Make money easy. All money is, is energy. We talk about it all the time. This is energy, nothing solid, it's energy. We turn it into this big god of money, this hard thing. That's bull puppy. 
It is. It's just energy like everything else we do. The energy that we create stress with and joy with and laughter with, we can create money with. So since it is summer and since it's nice most places, why don't we plant something for money? Um, get some seeds, any kind of seeds that grows where you grow, that grows that something easy. Maybe get a little pot so you can go, it's not too overwhelming. Um, if you need to go to your local nursery or somebody that I can grow something really good. Actually, there really is some nice little money trees and they're called money trees. Yes, there's those Asian ones like the little bamboo and that's a money tree, but there are some that's called a money tree that is different than that. But there's a lot of plants. Rosemary is good for money. There's a lot of other just regular plants that we have in our yard anyway. But if they are planted with intention that the money will grow in the ground, they're even better. So get some kind of a plant that you think you're going to have some kind of a, an ability to grow. Get some kind of a pot that will give it some space to grow. When you are putting in the dirt, I would put some, like if you're supposed to put little rocks in the bottom, say these rocks are for the grounding of me, my stability of me and my job and what I'm doing and my career or my home life or whatever you want. And then you're going to put the dirt. And that dirt is that earth element, that grounding. You need a lot of grounding for the money element. There you go, putting it in. Maybe if you have a few little green stones or green crystals, they're inexpensive. Put those in there too. I like putting things in dirt. I really, really do. So then as you're planting your seeds, whatever they are, put your wishes into them. Hold them before you plant the seeds in my hand, whatever they are. And if they're little, if you're afraid of seeds and they want to be little, little plants, that's okay too. But hold them and going, this is for my this much money that I want to make. Be specific as you can or as you're willing to be. This is for the new car. This is for a new computer. This is for to get a beautiful new home for me and my family. Really put those thoughts and intentions. Remember, mind, body, spirit, or creation, working, dispatch into this little plant or this little seed. And then I want you really to get deep down. Use some of your fingers. Yes, use your tools, but I'm a fingers girl. Dig in, get that plant solid there. Fill it up, fill it up, fill it up, fill it up with the dirt. Give it some nice water. Remember, water is the flow. Water is the emotion. Now, I want you, when you get this ready, I want you to make this big wish with here's your pot or here's your little plant, whatever that is, or it's outdoors. I want you to take your deepest breath. I want you to see yourself having whatever it is that you are putting into this money plant of some sort and see it. And with a great big breath, Blow your pneuma, your life force, your breath right into the dirt, into the plant itself. If there's any leaves, see them moving. If there's dirt, see it moving. Your life force, your pneuma, blowing it into the plant. Hold it up into the sky, into the heavens, saying, I am blessing this. I am making this, that this plant will grow, as will my money. This plant will grow, as will my bank account, as will my whatever you are wishing for. And now you have to tend it. And I would suggest giving it a name because everything likes a name. It's already got a job. It's your money plant. Now watch it grow along with your abundance, your prosperity, your money. You have to remember to water it. You have to remember to give it attention, just like all the magic that we do. But add a little summer magic. I, I dare you. Go out and get something and make it happen. And then I want to hear about it, okay? Magic is everywhere. You just have to build it yourself sometimes. And money's easy. Money's fun. Hi, 
everybody. This is Patty Negri. Welcome to the witching hour. Yes, that hour of the day when the veil is thin and magic happens. It's usually really late at night, but today it's whenever you happen to be tuning into this show and the magic is in my amazing guests. And today I have a super amazing guest that I've wanted to get on for months now. Um, we got to know each other and hang out in the UK a couple months. I have the one and only Daniel Klaas. Let me tell you about him, though you probably do know about him. He is an executive producer and cast member of the longest independent running growth show, Ghost Finders. Um, it proudly runs on my network on Paraflix, as well as Amazon and lots of other streaming service. He's been on pretty much every other show out there, as well as he's got another show coming up. I'll let him tell you about that. But one more thing I do want to let you know, if you don't, is also the owner of the infamous Hinsdale House. So we have lots and lots to talk about. So welcome, Daniel. Hi. Hey, thank you so much for having me. Good to see you again. Great to see you too. I am so happy to have you on. I just fell in love with you when we met and we're sitting there in Bosworth Hall in the middle of, I don't know where we were in the UK. Um, and I think of you every day as I go by my staircase because I have my little Barbie coven right there. I'm a Barbie collector. And there she sits with her little bitty K2 meter that we got from you that you have at the Hinsdale house. And you make me smile every day. One of these days, it's probably going to go off and show me where the ghosts are. I don't know. Anyway, so so um, for everybody who may not know you, which I don't even understand, how did you get into this even crazy business of the paranormal? I mean, it just started off uh, when I was younger, growing up in a haunted location. Uh, it progressed to the point where I just got interested in finding out about the unknown things that were happening in my house. Um, I went away to college and I came back and actually purchased that house for my parents that I grew up in. And I really started diving into the things that happened to us while we grew up, like uh, crayon drawings on the ceiling, stuffed animals being moved when we weren't home. Nothing like crazy, but just like little, uh, little things that my parents paint, painted as people pulling pranks or something like that. Um, and, and we actually ended up have, it's funny because I never talked about it to my family, my sisters or anything like that. And later in life, now that I'm involved with this, we all talked about like, oh, this happened to me or this happened to me. And, uh, they actually featured the show on, uh, the travel channel, which was really cool. They, they filmed me and my sister talking about us growing up in the, in the house. And it was, it was really awesome to be able to tell the story of what happened while I was growing up. And I just got, as I, as I found out that there were two little kids that actually lived in the house, um, I had gone to um, speak to a psychic for the first time in my life and didn't know what to expect from that. And before I even sat down, she was like, you have two child spirits in your, in your, in your home. I was like, okay, I didn't even pay her yet. You know, and here she is giving me her, she's told me a whole bunch of other stuff and that nobody would have known about. So it truly made me a believer. Uh, in that aspect, and uh, just kept me pushing forward until I found that there were two children that died of cystic fibrosis in my house. And then once oh, wow. once we acknowledged uh, once we acknowledged them, we were able to, I believe, cross them over because uh, it seemed like it, like they kind of went away, but they still came back when we wanted them. You know, if we were thinking of them, they were attached to a painting that was stuck in the attic that we didn't even know that was up there. She said they were attached to something in the house, so it, it was kind of like a, my first Scooby Doo episode of my life. And. Uh, <laughs> I started on my own quest, uh, you know, going to all of the famous haunts and learning and just picking things up from people and then formed my own team. And, and that's kind of history, you know, just been going on for, for forever, over probably like almost 15 years now. 
That is beautiful. And and I firm believer of that, that that's how you can cross spirits over and then they can come visit when they're stuck there and they don't know. That's when it's a little edgy, but once you can cross them over, then they can come back and visit. I think that's what they do all the time. Like grandma wants to go watch the grandkids, kids come back and play. So do you think that's why you're having like stuffed toys moving stuff like that around when you were a kid? Yeah, I mean, there were there were things that were happening. Like, I, I remember my parents were camping up in Canada, and I wanted to stay back with my best friend who lived two doors down. And uh, we were going back to my house to pick up some of my G.I. Joe guys. And when we opened the door, we heard a little boy and girl singing Ring Around the Rosie upstairs. Wow. And uh, I was freaked out. I didn't want to go into my best friend ran up the stairs. And when we uh, went, you know, looked to see where that was coming from, my sister's room, there were stuffed animals sitting in the middle of the room. Now she had OCD about her stuffed animals. Every morning she'd get up and put them on her bed neatly. And, and if they got moved, I always got blamed for it. You know, so it was wow. kind of a thing. I, I'm a, I am a teaser. You know, I'm a big brother. I'm the oldest. And, uh, but, you know, we look back at that, how many times I got blamed for, like, messing up her room and stuff. And maybe it was, I don't think it was me all the time. You know, I don't think I would want to have to clean that up all the time. It's funny in the, in the reenactments they did on the Travel Channel show, they had me saying, I'll help you clean it up. I would have never said that to my sister. It was, it was, <laughs> yeah, I didn't it was, do it. Even though I didn't do it. You know, yeah, I, right. Sometimes I know. I think I think people get blamed for a lot of stuff that spirits do or mischievous spirits do. Because you know, if it's bad stuff, then it's bad. But that mischievous stuff. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, we also so found out that my my we also found cool like we think it saved my sister's life as well. Really? How? Um, well, when my parents, my parents had just gotten a pool and, uh, they didn't have electrical in the, into the garage yet. And my dad was running an extension cord from the basement of the house to the pool filter to run it. Uh, my sister was wet and she went to go plug in the pool filter and she was getting electrocuted. And she said she felt something pull her, pull her off of the, uh, um, extension cord that she was getting electrocuted on. Wow. She said she didn't. She had, it was just an unreal feeling. She didn't understand it. She was she was like thirteen years old. That's amazing. That's yeah. amazing. So, did they get that right in the reenactment? They they didn't they didn't put that part in. You know things get cut. Oh, but I know. <laughs> it, it is yes, how it we is, do you know. know how. Um, that is awesome, though. So tell us a little bit about the Ghost Finders. I mean, you guys have been going forever. Everybody loves you. You're a hit series. How did that even come together? Uh, I joined uh, the cast in season nine. We're on season 11 right now. Uh, Rob's been doing this uh, for many, many years, uh, going around the world and exploring different uh, locations. Uh, and it got to the point where he wanted to come to the Hinsdale house and, and kind of explore that and, and, and kind of do their thing there. And um, the thing that I really liked about Rob uh, was that he was very involved with uh, the knowledge of what of, or, or the the approach that they take you know uh, they mm -hmm. they want to make sure it's a, a positive approach and um just sitting back and getting interviewed by them uh and watching how they kind of did their thing i was like wow this is really cool this is different i love the fact that they have megan uh which is a beautiful soul she's a she's a witch and um just that approach to paranormal investigating just kind of opened up a different world for me and um, I loved them so much, the way that they approached their uh, investigation. I was like, hey, Rob, you should check this location. Hey, Rob, you should check this location. I kept mm -hmm. calling them and then giving them different locations to go to that I was familiar with the owners and thought that they could do it justice by doing an investigation. And uh, 
And then finally, when um, and I and my my intent was not to be on the show because I was done with that stuff. I was just a totally uh, independent individual and doing my own thing, owning a house and going to events and all that stuff. And uh, when I had them go to the Virgin House in, in Virgin, New York, he asked me if I would join the cast. And I actually had to think about it because it was like this is a commitment. This is a lot of you know additional time that I don't have. You know, I have to balance my family, which is the most important thing to me, and um, everything else that I'm doing. Uh, but after talking with Rob and, and Megan and, and the way that we scheduled everything out, everything works great. You know, we can schedule things in advance. It's not like a, a te television production where you, you're, you're gone blah, 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 so many days and uh, we can schedule things out according to everybody's schedule. I mean, Megan's, uh, uh, you know, she's won awards. I think she just got a, an Emmy award or Grammy or something like that for her makeup work um, wow. that she does on television shows. So, I mean, she's a. Uh, I mean, that's huge. <laughs> that, that's huge. huge for her. Yes. So, I mean, it's, uh, um, so we, we all do it. We all have it together. And we're, we're always ahead. We're always ahead of the game. A couple uh, episodes and, and Heather's uh, editing them. So that's beautiful. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah, that is great. And you are a beautiful addition to the show. You are absolutely you. beautiful. Addition yeah, to I love the show. I love everybody. I mean, it's it's great. We all mesh well together. We all know what to expect out of each other. Rob's come into his own uh, and we've Really, I, I feel like the, the biggest thing that I would be able to add is adding production level to what we were doing, uh, taking the budget that we had and really condensing it down. Instead of pushing out 12 episodes, push out six that are greatly done and, and done well um, and uh, upping our quality as far as our equipment goes and, and, and really just kind of pushing the, pushing the boundaries of what we're doing as far as uh, what, how we're investigating. That's beautiful. It's beautiful. And it shows quality over quantity. Yeah. Yeah. I've learned. That. Um, yeah. Yeah. Me too. I'm learning that all the time. I have so many lessons of life. But yeah. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about, cause I know you, we spoke off camera a little bit that about the Hinsdale house, you're really busy there. So tell folks a little bit about that. Yeah. So the Hinsdale house was a, a location that I went to uh, just as an investigator with my team, my local team here in Buffalo, New York. Um, and it was the first time I ever went there, it, what, I had no control over anything, uh, which I normally have control of things like that's the way I am. I like to know what we're getting into, uh, the history, um, that, that's just how I roll. And I, I was off guard uh, because the co-founder of my group, he's like, I'll, I'll brief you guys all when you get here. I got everything. Uh, just come to this address. Don't look it up. And uh, we went there. It was in the middle of winter. Um, I almost didn't even get to the house because I had, it was on, it's in the middle of a hill and it was snowing out and uh, all icy and stuff. Uh, but I did get there and I, it, the first thing I noticed is my phone didn't work. Uh, there's no, no internet, no Wi-Fi, and there's nobody around. Uh, and it's just kind of like that typical, you ever see that commercial with the chainsaws hanging from the garage and, and they're, the kids are looking at each other, let's go hide in there. I felt, that's kind of how I felt like. I mean, what am I putting myself, getting myself into here? Because you just get that creepy feeling. There's, there's nobody around and there's just this house sitting in the middle of this mountain. And uh, went in, there was no electricity in the house except for the one room. Flies buzzing around in the middle of winter. Mm -hmm. And I sat down in the living room and he had us watch the episode of A Haunting, uh, Dark Forest, uh, which was based on the story of the house uh, that the, the family that lived there in the 1970s. And I just watched that and I said, are we in that house? And I, I said some few, few words at him, you know, because it was like, 
you kind of want to mentally prepare yourself if you're going into a location that had a failed exorcism and uh, supposedly demonic uh, uh, creatures on the inside of there. And uh, uh, it was, it took me a while to like kind of get myself grounded and mentally ready for the, for the night. And, uh, but that night was beautiful uh, as far as the, the communication. And I felt like whatever was there wanted to speak, wanted to have its voice heard. And um, I continued to research the location and it got to the point where they were going to tear it down because the people that owned oh. it defaulted on the mortgage. It was in just disrepair. It was really bad. Um, had black mold throughout the kitchen. It needed a new roof. 500,000 honeybees living in the wall. You know, new side. It needed a lot of work. And I get it. Um, I uh, reached out to the bank and I said, you know, I want to buy the house. They said, without the house? I go, no, I want to buy that house. And they, no bank would, would uh, put a mortgage on it because of the way it was. So I had to actually come up with a cash deal. <laughs> cash deal wow. to get it and, everything i had just bought a house with my family too so it was like i didn't have an abundance of cash at that point um and everything just fell into place so i felt like it was i second guessed myself so many times you know into taking a chance on that building but uh, because everything fell into place i had the blessing of my wife i i stood in the front of the house the day i was supposed to sign off on it i said what the hell am i doing <laughs> and uh went and signed that mortgage and uh the the paranormal community really embraced it really embraced me um, and helped get a roof on it the first year, which was the biggest thing. My biggest scare is like that roof could collapse at any time. And this whole thing, it would just be gone. It would be a waste of money. And uh, we were able to get the whole roof uh, replaced. And we've just been plugging away at it ever since, getting it maintained, uh, stabilized uh, to the point where people can come and investigate. It's just used as a paranormal research center. And... Uh, getting that information to people as they come in has been a big, big point uh, as an investigator. And we want to have as much information as possible. Um, and uh, we've been able to push that out now to people. So there's QR codes in the house, which will give you evidence, uh, background on the house, background on things that happen in that particular room, um, interviews with past homeowners, uh, interviews from the priests that perform the exorcism, I mean, so there's it, there's an abundance of information available to people when they come there, so they're on the right track with their investigation because I think it helps wholeheartedly. And when you're on the right track, yeah. more things just keep on unfolding, you know. So it's really cool. That is awesome. So how is the house behaving now, or the spirits? And I've always wondered about that because I have a one sweet little ghost in my house, and it's how much do you bother her? Do you not bother her? Um, do you, do you keep, I know you said you're busy right now. So if you're having lots of people in and out, do you keep that in check working with the, the energy of the house itself, the spirits there? Yeah. I mean, I go there a few times a week. Um, it's that the energy of the house has definitely changed from the time that I bought it to the, where it is today. Um, it def, everybody always talked about failed exorcism and a demon, you know, and, uh, my whole perspective is, is that yes, there, I feel, felt like there was a heavy hitting energy there that does come out once in a while and you have to be on your toes when you go there. But I don't, I feel it's more with the earth. I don't feel like it's a demonic entity because I've been involved with those type of cases in the past. And uh, this is completely different. You know, it's suppressing kind of a suppressing feeling and yeah. uh, you can, you can change that. You can change that with your own energy and positive thoughts. So my whole thing was like, it was boarded up. There was no light coming in. So I, I put new windows in and put, and, and brought light into the location and started acknowledging 
the other energies that were there and really push pushing them forward. Um, the ones that I've connected with and the ones that other people have connected with. And we've made peace with the land. Uh, we've, we've brought in uh, like shamans, witches. Uh, I feel like there's so many layers there that needed to be taken care of um, that wasn't being taken care of because there's so much history there. And um, uh, obviously because the Catholic priest came in and the, the exorcism didn't work. Um, you need yeah. more, you needed, it needed more TLC. And that's kind of yeah. what we've been doing for all the years that I've had it. And you can just, it feels like a, when you go there now, it feels like a, like you want to go camping, you know, like it's a, just a positive, more of a positive inter, interaction. The negative one does come out once in a while. And, I, you know, I hear about it probably once every few months, you know, but okay. I think a lot of that comes with the energy that people bring into the location as well. And you have to let, you have to clear that and let it sit for a while and, and move forward with our quest. Yeah, I wholeheartedly agree with everything you said. And I do think demons get way too much credit. I say it all the time. I think 90% of what people say, whether it's TV or it's demonic. No, it isn't demonic. And you probably don't have a question about it if it's demonic or not. Just cranky ass spirits, whether elemental, ghosts, whatever. So I agree wholeheartedly. And it's what you bring into it. And sadly, I, you know, a lot of exorcism, old school style that Catholic we're not full of love and that right so i i'm sure the house thanks you every day and the spirits thank you and the ground is on thanks you so do people get experiences and when they come there now or are they going oh my gosh this happened this happened the same thing or the yeah i mean every time somebody comes there i mean somebody I, i'm not going to say every time but for the most part uh, a big chunk of the people that come there experience something and, and that's, that's why cool. they come there, because they, they want to experience something. Uh, I've been keeping a log for all the years that I've owned it. And actually, two years prior to me owning it, uh, the people that were there gave me their logs. Um, and it's oh, kind of wow. like a paranormal bed and breakfast where the teams that came in uh, dated it and kind of wrote what happened to them while they stayed in the house, where the hotspots were, um, where um, people could or where something may have happened to them, where they got an EVP, the name that it was said. And uh, we have kind of all that information available that we're making uh, out to the public as well in the new book that I'm doing. That is awesome. So it really is a research center. I mean, this oh, is yeah. awesome. Um, so why do you think the activity, so things happen? Do you think it is the land? Because I think that's my main thing, where the place is. It's some kind of an energy center, a vortex, or this or that. Strong energy within it is what keeps it. Do you think that's I think, the land I it's think on? There, I definitely think it's the land. I mean, number one, we do have documented Indian burial grounds on the neighboring property, which were original to that property. Uh, we have documented deaths that happened on or around the property. Uh, we have um, ley lines that crisscross right where the pond are. We have an underground uh, aquifer that runs right perpendicular to the house yeah. and, and the limestone, you know, and I feel like there's an abundance of energy there. Um, that's why I think it's not, they call it the enchanted mountains is where the house sits and some and of the neighbors. Do? Oh yeah. It's called the enchanted mountains of New York state, Cattaraugus County and other neighbors I, have experienced things as well. You know, I think so that is beautiful. My house. No, no, I, cause that's what I, I think it always is. I think that is great. And again, I'm really grateful for how you treat it and what you do with it. And even what you guys are doing with the show. So, ah, I have so many questions, but before we go and we tell it people what we have coming up, what, what you have with the show, with your new show, where people can find you, where people can come to the house. 
So the the Ghost Finders, the new uh, show that we have coming out, the new episode is called Henricus. Uh, that's going to be on Paraflix uh, on uh, Saturday, July 16th. It is debuting. So I don't know when the show is airing, but when it does, go over to Paraflix. And if you're not subscribed, subscribe to Player Paraflix and check out all of our shows. Uh, but the, ne- the next one is amazing, where Pocahontas was. And so it's going to be really wow. cool. Um, and then I'm also a director and producer for Behind the Shadows. It's a, a long-running YouTube series that I did. And then I reinvented it and called it Decades. And I've released two episodes on Paraflix. And my next episode is going to be released August 20th on Paraflix. It's at the Riviera Theater in North Tonawanda. Yay! You guys do not want to miss his show. So, yes, join, go, go to Paraflix, join Paraflix. But follow Daniel, see his stuff. And how do people find out? Like, you're like, hey, I want an investigation. Do you, is it mostly teams? Do you have? Do you have regular public that comes in, or how does oh, yeah. somebody if they want to come experience your house? Yeah, so we have things available for all different levels of curiosity as far as uh, daytime tours. If you're scared to come at night, uh, we have overnight uh, that you can come in with a team. We have overnights available where we facilitate them. Um, and we also do like, uh, we'll bring in celebrities and, and have different types of ghost tours at, in the evening as well. Um, this Saturday we do have, we're doing a benefit for, uh, called Potographs for Pooches. And I know we've already raised over $3,000 for just this event only, um, which is, which is an amazing. And we're donating it to a Pitbull society, uh, Pitbull, uh, rescue in, in Western New York. So anything with potographs anything animal you've just won my heart already not that you didn't have it so um you guys check them out where can people find you where can people find the easiest is uh, my website danielclass.com everything is linked there there's a drop down box that you can check out all the places i'm involved with tinsdale house wildwood sanitarium uh, there's a link for all the events i'll be attending uh throughout the northeast and I think there's actually one in Arizona that I'm going to that we just got booked going back to the UK. So, um, yeah, I mean, just it, go danielclass.com. Everything's there and check it out. Hey, are you going to Vulture City? I am. Thank you. I I'll see you there. Yay. Yes. Are you fun. going to Michigan? Um, I am going to, I'm in, going to mid-Michigan Paracon this year. Okay. And I don't know Flint. where Michigan. I'm going to there, there's, there's, a, there's a bunch of good ones. All the Michigan ones are good. Okay, awesome. Well, I will be seeing you at many of them, I am sure. And everybody else, check it out. You really, really don't want to miss Daniel Class, his shows, his house, a man of all things. So thank you very much for visiting the Witching Hour. And thank you for having me once again. This is awesome. Hey, this is cool. My people are going to love you. 